Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, today we're going to talk about Texas football recruiting and recruiting in general for the Longhorns. Uh, to do so, we're, we bring in uh, the expert uh, on Texas football recruiting uh, and a national recruiting ex- expert for uh, On3, uh, and that is Jerry Hamilton. Jerry, welcome in. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So I just want to get straight to it because we had some movement over the weekend uh, at the running back spot in particular for Texas. Texas currently has two commitments there, um, Jamarian Miller out of Tyler Legacy and Jaden Blue out of Klein King. Uh, now, Miller took an official visit, kind of a surprise one over the weekend, to Alabama. There's been talk also that Blue may be backing out or looking to back out of his commitment to Texas. What is your take on, on the, the kind of uh, up-in-the-air situation at running back right now? Yeah, I'll start with Miller. You know, anytime a, a guy goes to interview for another job and doesn't tell his, his employer, man, that kind of sends up a signal, right? I mean, uh, Miller also went to Oklahoma um, in the spring, uh, made, made a trip. I mean, in the summer, made a trip up there. Um, so, he, he, look, he's a kid who I, I believe is, has been solid to Texas, but he hasn't shut off communication with other schools. And obviously taking that official visit to Alabama, when Le'Veon Moss – um, decommitted from Alabama. You knew Alabama was going to watch senior video, keep evaluating, and target a couple other backs in this class. And uh, Miller's a guy that they liked prior to Moss's uh, commitment. And, you know, look, he ha- he brings that element of physicality, speed, and hands out of the backfield. He is a guy that the more you evaluate him, the more you like him. Uh, so it's not surprising to me that Alabama's trying to make a push here. Uh, for Miller. I think he remains pretty solid with his Texas commitment, but, you know, look, it's Nick Saban. It is Alabama and sure A&M beat them, but it's still the the guy who's won seven national championships. They were recruiting him before. Uh, So it's something inside Texas will continue to monitor because he absolutely is made that visit without a lot of people wanting to know until he was on campus. Um, And that's that's just a fact. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't get away from facts, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's just a, a reality of that, and so you have to follow it. It doesn't mean you need to panic, right? But it needs to be addressed. Uh, talking to Justin Wells, who who knows the uh, Miller family pretty well, he seems to think that that Miller is is solid in his commitment to Texas. It was either, according to Justin, it was either Miller was going to sit on the couch this weekend or go visit Alabama, and he made the decision to go visit Bama. So. Yeah, well, and Bobby, we've been in this business 20 years, and um, we know that that doesn't just happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I completely, I completely agree. I think that we have to. Uh, there's a level of uh, of uh, comfort that we have to get with certain things. I mean, there, you can a guy can tell you he's 100 percent committed, but. 100% doesn't mean the same thing to some people as it does to others. I mean, he could have, we've been if, there. He wanted, if he wanted to get off his couch, he could have driven 20, uh, an hour and a half to, to go to Baylor. Right. Or, or somewhere else. Right. Yeah. But it's who you go visit. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, so, so he's one to watch because I think Texas absolutely wants to keep him. And oh, yeah. he is the key running back recruit in this class, which leads me to someone that 
we thought might be the key running back recruit in the class. But now, since he didn't play his senior year um, and has kind of waffled somewhat, is Jaden Blue. Where are the Longhorns in this recruit? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I got a text randomly uh, um, pretty late in the evening. And uh, and it was just somebody I've known in the business who's, you know, uh, got a kid who's a really talented recruit. And the text was like, hey, I think the Blue kid's about to decommit from Texas. And, you know, None of that surprises me, honestly. I mean, look, he's on—he's been on social media, you know, kind of pumping Texas. Um, but you know, look, this is a recruitment that I've always had circled, um, just because you know, with the opt-out in the spring before whatever, you know, before he may, was probably going to be removed from the Klein Kane team, then not playing this year. Um, there's just some there's just some things there that's always had me on watch with this recruitment. And I, and I think, look, I mean, it, it, it's not just that Robinson's a great back at Texas, right? It's Brooks has looked good. Some, there's, there's a lot of depth at running back at, at Texas right now. But the thing that Jaden Blue, it, it's interesting whenever you don't play as a senior and you're contemplating opening up your recruitment, what are truly your options? And that's the thing is I think there was some want to hear from Texas A&M on his part. Um, and Texas A&M wants Le'Veon Moss, and they're hoping Trevante Citizen will back out of his LSU commitment. So unless A&M decides to take the extra back, I mean, look, they have guys higher on their board that they've always had targeted higher on their board. So the thing with Blue is you better know who your options are if you if you sincerely are going to back out of a commitment to a place that's stuck with you when some schools may not have. Here's the question, though. Why is – so – Give it to me, you know, straight. Why is Texas sticking with him? What does he bring to the table that makes Texas want to stick? Well, I think first of all, it, it was a, that would have been some a tough momentum hit to take early on with the class. Um, but you know, when Blue is playing football and in football shape, I mean, look, he is a home run hitter. Um, he, he is a guy who's really good in space at five eleven, two hundred, two hundred five pounds. I mean, he's a guy that runs ten eight over two hundred pounds on the track as a junior. So he is a guy who's very skilled. He, he has unbelievable hands, Bobby. Now, I mean, it, like Bijan's got really, really good hands. Jamarion Miller has really, really good hands. When Jaden Blue lines up, whether it's in the slot or in seven on seven, he has the hands of a wide receiver and ball skills and just the eyes of a wide receiver. He could be late getting his arms extended, but he still just snatches the ball out of the air. I mean, he has got a lot of attractive qualities as a prospect. He may not be a in-between-the-tackle, drop-your-pads, pounder type of player, but he is really good in space, and he's got really good speed, and he's versatile because of those hands. So that makes sense. So that's why Sarkeesian wants him, right? I mean, despite any, any uh, you know, ebbs and flows that there's come in his recruitment. But I, I want to go this way. So so those two are, are committed to Texas, but Texas is also putting some lines out to some other guys. DeAnthony Gaston at yep. Newton decommitted, right? They, yep. We know they've talked to Trevante Citizen. That's, out who, of they, that's who they love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's a tremendous player. Um, is, there, is there anybody else that you've heard of that they're monitoring or anything like that? Or is that pretty much the group right now? And I think that's the group right now. Those are the only two names we we've heard. And, and look, I mean, the Trevante citizen now you got to see what happens with LSU. The, the kid committed to LSU for a reason. 
Um, but that is the one that Stan Drayton's always targeted, right? I mean, even back way, dating back to early junior years, that was a kid who inside Texas knew that Stan Drayton really, really liked as a player. They've been recruiting him for a long time. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with LSU there. I mean, Texas A&M's all over him as well. Um, people are, you know, trying to take advantage of the LSU situation right now. But Trevante Citizen uh, told me last week that he's going to, you know, he's going to be patient and wait to see what happens at LSU before he makes any, does anything drastic with his recruitment. I, I really think that, that that's uh, recruiting those guys that committed to LSU and have remained committed to LSU despite the coaching turmoil in, that are from the state of Louisiana is a fool's errand in yeah. large part doesn't mean you don't have to you don't have to you have to put the 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 lure in the in the in the lake you know you have to try to catch a fish but i mean that's just hard that's hard sled um real quick uh moving on from uh from uh, the running back situation texas is on commitment alert in two sports right now one is football arlington seguin defensive back uh is prepared to commit either monday tuesday early this week is that right early this week yeah Okay. And, uh, you know, you saw him in person uh, at the Under Armour camp, I believe, or at his high school. Uh, Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Jamel Johnson, Arlington Seguin, number 229 in the on 300 for the class of 2023. Um, Look, he's a really, really good football player on Friday nights. Maybe some similarities with Anthony Cook from a size and athleticism standpoint. Um, he's a guy that may not test as well as some other guys. He may not have the pure just turn and recover speed uh, that you're ideally looking for at corner, but he's a really good football player. He's physical. He comes up and supports the run. He's got good length. Um, there's a lot of intangible uh, to him as a defensive back. I think he's got really good eyes. He just lacks maybe the home run hitting speed or the recovery speed, which, you know, make, puts it in question, where does he play at the next level, right? It, could he stick at corner in the Texas scheme as it currently is? Does he may play more of an Anthony Cook role? Does he even play safety? But uh, he's a kid who, look, uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, LSU, all the top schools in the region recruited him and offered him early on. Um, Auburn's come in and tried to recruit him as well. So he's a talented guy. He's in our 300. The question is, where is he going to play at the next level? But he's absolutely a prospect that is worthy of playing and being offered by Texas. Gotcha. Uh, his height and weight again? Six foot, six, six foot and a half, about 180, 182. Okay. Gotcha. And that was last um, Very uh, interesting note for Texas football fans. If you actually want to go see – uh, Jamil Johnson uh, play this week, this week, along with uh, uh, this weekend. Make sure you check out his game because he's also playing against Alito. Uh, yes. And B.J. Allen is uh, on that team and a safety committed to the, to the Longhorns. He's the reigning uh, 5A defensive player of the year in the state. Let's switch. And Bobby, and Bobby, a guy that we think is going to play early at Texas, B.J. Allen. Love his instincts. I love yep. his instincts. I, we talked about that. Um Second, second thing, there's also a commitment alert in basketball, right? Yeah, absolutely. Dylan Mitchell, number 37 in, in, in the on three top 100 in the class of 2022. He is announcing at 6 p.m. Uh, on Paul Biancardi, a good friend of mine, also ESPN national basketball analyst on his Instagram live. 
Uh, Florida State was trending for weeks in that recruitment. Tennessee is the third team, but I think the Texas visit blew him away. Also helps that his girlfriend is going to sign with Texas, Jordana <laughs> Cotio, out of Jupiter, Florida, and Montverde Academy as well. Uh, she'll sign uh, is with that, Texas she's she's a basketball player, right? Basketball player, top 65 uh, hoops prospect in the in the country in the class of 2022. Uh, and she'll sign with Vic Schaefer's program November 10th. Dylan Mitchell, 6'7", uh, really athletic, uh, small forward wing player, one of the two or three most athletic kids on the wing in the class nationally. And he's a guy who, look, he has to develop his uh, perimeter game. He's gotten a little better off the dribble. He's a lefty in the mid-range game. Got to make free throws at a higher clip. I say he's a similar in some ways to Christian Bishop, but a much higher level prospect in that Christian Bishop still developing that perimeter game, still trying to really get up to that 70% mark shooting a free throw. But Dylan Mitchell's also a small forward. But the thing he could give Texas is if you go to more of a small lineup, he can play that power forward at the college level. And so you could play him with a Jalen Tyson if he picks Texas and have two big wings or – play small ball because he's six, seven, he's a rim protector because he's such a jumping jack. So there's some things you can do with him as far as roster versatility, but he is an athlete. Would he would be the best athlete in the Texas program tomorrow? Oh, wow. Okay. So he's, he's, he's level athlete. when you say jumping jack, you mean jumping jack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and so Jerry's um, clips and YouTube's brought, it's a bunch of running and dunking, but his head's at or above the rim. Gotcha. Six, seven. He can gotcha. really get better. Uh, so real quick, uh, for those of you guys unaware, uh, Jerry and I shot a video last week about the basketball program in, to in whole. Uh, it is on the same YouTube channel. Uh, please feel free to check that out if you didn't get a chance to, to uh, watch it because we've gotten some really good feedback from the Texas basketball fans on that. All right, skipping now back to, to football, um, offensive line recruiting continues to be a priority for Texas. So Texas has two commitments, Cole Hudson out of Frisco, Connor Robertson out of Austin Westlake. They continue to, to look out of state with Ernest Green out of California, Malik Ogbo out of Washington. Uh, and then you also have the, the trio of guys in state, Devin Campbell out of Arlington, Cam Dewberry out of Atascacita, Kelvin Banks, who's committed to Oregon out of, uh, out of the, the Humble area. So we know all those guys. None of those guys in Syria are leaning or, or not leaning to Texas right now. You know, Hudson Standish of Inside Texas had a report on Sunday that Texas is starting to, to reach out to a couple of other prospects. Um, and, and one of them is at Coppell High School that I know you like. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I love him. Alvin Ibasile, you know, he was 6'5 and a half, 245 as a sophomore, probably, but you saw on tape what he could become. Then he showed up at the Under Armour camp in Dallas last March. He was 6'6 six, six and a third, I believe, 294. 84-inch wingspan, 11-inch hands. The shuttle time had dropped. I mean, so he's at, he was gaining weight and getting filling out, but his, he was retaining his athleticism. 
Uh, so he's a guy that I really like. We have him in the top 300 and always have at on three since August, since we kicked off this whole deal. Um, but he's a guy that I absolutely love. I think he's got NFL long-term potential. Um, he's a guy that you would like to see Texas go out and offer. I mean, it, you know, look, he's, he's a tackle too, right? I mean, Malik Ogba, when you talk about him, I think he's a guard. When you talk about Cam Dewberry, he may be a guard, he may be a tackle, uh, but Alvin is a tackle all the way. Um, and I think that is so important for Texas in this class. Well, obviously they'll be in the portal at offensive tackle. And I think they'll be heavily in the portal offensive tackle, but you still have to get a developmental prospect at tackle. The question is, can you beat out Baylor for me? He's been committed to Baylor for a while over Oklahoma State. Um, so you're kind of late to the party here, and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll continue to monitor it and see where Texas goes in this recruitment and how much they push. But he's absolutely a guy I would push for. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I watched his film, and, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I was intrigued because he uh, he looked like when he got his hands over on you, you were over. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was one of those guys that just uh, could could beat you after the after the initial punch. And at the Under Armour camp, it was loaded with defensive linemen. And what he showed there was reactive and body quickness, right? That's what you look for for guys on the edge. In a setting in which the defensive linemen have every advantage, he still showed that body and reactive quickness against David Hicks of the world, some really good players. Uh, so he's got that aspect of it too. Gotcha. Um, you know, a couple of guys, we mentioned Jamar Miller at, at Alabama this weekend. Obviously, with Texas off, a couple of key re recruits were elsewhere. One of them is Harold Perkins, uh, the linebacker out of the Houston area. Yeah, Texas A&M had a ton of kids at their game. Uh, they went over South Carolina Saturday. Harold Perkins was one of those. Look, Harold's recruitment is uh, it's going to be it's going to be quite the. Uh, uh, a wild ride, I believe here, you know, look, he's from LSU. He loves LSU. What happens with that hire, I think is going to be impactful in the recruitment. Texas A&M is where he was leaning in June and July. Uh, multiple prospects, other prospects said, oh, he's privately committed. He's a silent commitment, whatever. You know, what is that worth? Not much, but there's still data points, right? Um, and he's been to A&M. That's the first time he'd been there this season. He'd been on campus at Texas twice. He's been to LSU. Um, he may, I think he's scheduled to take an official visit to Oregon this weekend, but you know, look, that he, this kid's going to play in the SEC. He's been open about it. He's been honest about it. Oregon knows that bringing him out. He's just a five-star prospect. He's number eight in the country. You take your swing at a guy like this. And by the way, he's been tremendous as a senior. I mean, he is just a hell of a talent. He's a hell of a player, Bobby. He's physical. Uh, but when you watch him at running back, you, you kind of say, hmm, could he do that too? That's how talented he is, right? But he is going to play linebacker, kind of that hybrid new new age outside linebacker. He likes the idea of playing some safety, played safety uh, in, 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 a, in, in a cover three against uh, Connor Wiegman and Bridgeland a couple of weeks ago. He likes that, but his frame's going to take him to 230 plus pounds over time. He's 6'2 and a half, 210 right now. And just to, for the fans that haven't seen him, he ran a 4.49 laser on grass prior to his junior season. I mean, he is a legit athlete playing football, um, plays well above the rim in basketball. But his recruitment, I think, is a little bit of a wild card. We'll see where it goes. I think the LSU hire will be impactful there. Um, I think he'll be on campus again at Texas before he makes a decision. He's not scheduled to make a decision until the Under Armour All-America game, which is January 2nd. That's been his plan all along. 
now, will he sign in December and try to keep that quiet? I think there's a decent chance of that. And then announce at the Under Armour game, which more kids are doing that at the various all-star games. They sign their letter in December and everybody keeps it quiet. Uh, so I do think that's a possibility with him. Uh, he Could he just commit in January and wait until uh, February? Possibly. But um, he's a kid that AM, Texas, LSU are all battling for. You know, Alabama is not scheduled to get him in right now. Um, the other interesting thing about his recruitment is, you know, Amari Abor from Duncanville was at AM this weekend. They're really close. Um, you know, look with AM, the interesting thing in that recruitment with AM is, you know, uh, Gabe Brownlow Dendy committed to Oklahoma, uh, top five kid in the country. Uh, Bear Alexander goes to Georgia. So AM's D line board is kind of reshuffling there too. So does Abor become a guy that they really target now? when it, it, maybe he wasn't a couple of weeks ago and Shamar Stewart from South Florida. I mean, I think George is probably in a pretty good spot for him, even though he visited a So there's some shuffling on that board too. And the reason I mentioned that is Abor and Harold Perkins are really close. Gotcha. All right. And, and both of those guys are, are looking at Texas at varying levels. Yes. Um, you know, I want to talk now about Texas uh, extended two more offers in the class of 2022 last week, one to a receiver from South Carolina and one to a very intriguing prospect, a quarterback out of Utah. Yeah, um, Antonio Williams, receiver out of South Carolina. Um, You know, with Armani Winfield looking at Michigan State, there's some confidence on the Michigan State side, right? I mean, we'll see what happens there. Antonio Williams is a late-to-the-game offer. He's a kid that's been, you know, considered an old Miss uh, over South Carolina lean. Um, family, a lot of family connections to Ole Miss there, alums. Um, that offense is very inviting to him. Georgia's trying to get in that mix and get an official visit, which you expect them to. Auburn will have him on campus for the Iron Bowl against Alabama. So well, how much of a play can Texas make here? I have, you know, I have my reservations on that, but he's a top 100-level kid in the country. He is a guy that you absolutely offer it. And like you said, you throw the line in the water and see what happens. I'm, that's not a kid. I mean, I put him like in the Jacoby Matthews territory. I don't think that's a guy that Texas ends up signing, but there, there's some guys that are so talented. You, you take a swing at it um, for sure. Uh, so I think, I think that one, that that's a quality offers a prospect for sure. We'll see what happens on, on the recruitment. We mentioned this on, on the message boards at Inside Texas. Um, I, I find it interesting that they offered him right when he was hap- just happened to be going to Oxford, Mississippi this weekend, where Arch Manning would be. Uh, and so I, I felt that that was pretty pretty uh, intriguing offer by Jeff Banks and the, the recruiting staff at Texas. And Devin Brown, the other guy. Yep. I, I mentioned him. Look, Devin Brown, USC commit, quarterback. I mean, Charles Power and I. Loved him at Elite 11. Does Elite 11 make you a great quarterback? No, but then you check boxes, right, of what you see on film, what you see in games. Uh, But Devin Brown is, you know, 6'3", 195 pounds, really smooth athlete. Um, He's one of those guys, Bobby, I think we characterize as he may not be a 40 fast athlete, but he is a really good athlete when you watch him, whether it's football or some huddle stuff in basketball. He's just got that he's just got that quickness about him, those movement skills, that agility. He reacts to things with quickness, uh, but he can absolutely throw the football. Obviously Texas offered him last week. Um, he has an official visit scheduled November 13th, I believe Kansas weekend. He's been the Ole Miss already. 
Um, and, and, you know, he may go to UCLA. We'll see what happens there. Uh, obviously, a big part of this recruitment is what Graham, where Graham Harrell is, right? Because Graham Harrell put the eye on him early, and that does mean something, right? But I think Devin Brown is not a kid who necessarily is looking for um, the opportunity or to be told you can come in and start, but he, he, he looks for a place he can compete early. Um, and, and the thing with USC is Jackson Dart, he, he was off to a great start as a freshman, then had the knee injury. Uh, but he, his future is very bright out in, in, in Los Angeles. So we'll see what happens. The official visit will be huge, obviously. Devin Brown's a kid who's from Queen Creek, Arizona, moved to Corner Canyon for his senior season. Family still lives in Arizona. So whatever, you know, whatever that means, right? Utah in versus our, Arizona, yeah. In our current day of high school, a day and age of high school football. But he's from Arizona. Arizona kids like Austin, Texas. I mean, look, Texas had a lot of success recruiting the state of Arizona. Uh, so we'll see what happens on that official visit November 13th. But I do think that's an important piece to this. This is not a kid living in Utah. This is a kid whose family is in the Phoenix area. And that's yeah, a pretty fly to Austin, Texas. You mentioned Utah. Justin Wells went up to see Lander Barton. And, and I know he came back just absolutely excited about him as a prospect. Not so sure yet where Texas fits on the pecking order uh, in that recruitment. Um, I, I want to go before we get going here because we're running close on time. We talked about the young man from Arlington Seguin, the defensive back in 2023 that's going to commit or that's going to commit to Texas or a school in the next uh, 24 hours, 48 hours. What about what's Texas doing right now at defensive back in the, for the 22 class? This, yeah, this class right now. Yeah, no, no question. And that's still huge spots to be filled in this class. Um, look, they have one corner, Ronald Lewis, Warren Easton. The Warren Easton staff thinks he's a safety. So that, they don't have a for sure corner in this class. And Denver Harris, Texas, remains very much in the mix there with LSU and Alabama. Obviously, the, you know, look, there's, when we talk about all these kids, it's, it's interesting because the LSU hire can impact these recruitments. Um, but when I've said for a long time, when Denver didn't commit September 22nd, which would have been Alabama at the time, that was big for Texas. And, and I think Texas has done a great job uh, with the mom, with the brother in that recruitment. So Texas has made up some ground uh, before the last couple of rough uh, endings to games. But I think Texas is right there. Look, you, you can sell the ability to come in and play right away as a freshman. Uh, so I think they're right there. The, the other big one for me is Terrence Brooks, uh, the corner out of Little Elm, Ohio State commitment, son of Chet Brooks, who played at AM in the NFL with the 49ers. Terrence Brooks has remained in communication with Texas, Alabama, Oregon, even Georgia is trying to come in now and recruit him. Uh, but I think Texas is the school that he's been in the most communication with. He was at the Red River Showdown, took his girlfriend to that game. Um, and he, there's a chance he gets on campus before the end of the season in Austin. Again, we'll see if that plays out. But if something happens to where he doesn't feel good about the Ohio State situation leading up the signing day, I think Texas has a really good chance. I, I know Oregon's in it, but I don't think that happens. I think it would be Texas or Alabama if a flip to were happen. And I would actually like Texas chances in that one. Gotcha. So th there's still other guys out there as well. I know that we've been following them. For more information, uh, recruiting information and more detailed information, please visit InsideTexas.com. Uh, Jerry is uh, uh, the renowned expert on the topic, along with Justin Wells, Hudson Standish, Eric Nalin. Um, and then also, uh, if you enjoyed this video, uh, please consider hitting the subscribe button uh, so that you'll get uh, alerted uh, 
more expeditiously when we uh, create a video of this sort. Uh, Jerry, thanks a bunch for your time, man. And I'll, I'll be talking to you soon. You got it. Let's do it again. All right. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.